0: Hello everybody I'm Martian UFO And welcome back to Floating in Space um, We have a great topic to talk about today Not great in the fact that it's positive But it's um, it's a big negative point And I think something that will add to the ongoing discussion of COVID Of uh, the Agenda, Agenda 21 About um, the things that are happening right now uh, behind closed doors and what coronavirus or COVID really stand uh, for. Um, I saw a video today or we saw something today on Instagram talking about uh, changed legislation to the Public Health Act and that's really what I'm going to be talking about today. You know, first off, I just want to start by saying um, this is a This is a beautiful time. This is really wonderful right now. Um, The fact that despite everything that's going on, you know, everybody that's listening, um, we're all alive. We are all continuing to um, vibrate at whatever levels that we are at. You know, we're trying to manifest whatever we're trying to manifest, but we're here, we're listening, um, and we're trying to do something. We're still around. You know, I think that's just a blessing. I think it's a blessing that I've been given um, confidence enough to want to do this platform and to produce episodes for people to actually uh, be out here giving information in the best way that I can and and joining the collective voice of people who don't want to be oppressed anymore. They don't want to be silenced. And there are things happening that um, we need to talk about Um, concerning our health, and the freedom of our choice to really uh, do what we need to do with our health and, and how we need to conduct ourselves. its uh, I think there's something happening in that our freedom is being taken away from us very drastically and people will know and I, I um, know some individuals that I spoke to many times and have been speaking to in the last couple of weeks and months and This is, I think, to me personally, no surprise. You know, I'm not really shocked per se. Um, I think I'm kinda, I'm a little disappointed in myself that I neglected to find out about this earlier because the revisions to the Public Health Act were made in July, uh, July 29th, 2020 specifically, where they changed a lot, they changed a lot. So the video, I'm sure most people have seen it because Um, In this collective network, people like to share stuff on the stories on Instagram, Snapchat, so people who know each other, we get connected and whatnot around these local areas of Medicine Hat and Lethbridge and all that kind of stuff. Um, But for people who haven't seen it, there was a video today of a gentleman on Instagram sharing um, basically the changes, and I don't know if he read the whole document because it is a lengthy document, as he said. It's about 80 pages, and this is why, I mean... Um, Let's stop for a moment and think about the fact that I don't think this whole document even needs to be that long, but the government knows that um, most people aren't even going to read the first couple of five pages of that document. Most people aren't going to flip through and try and find the really um, important stuff that you need to know. But later on, when things are happening in November and December and January, when you know god forbid people are being forced to vaccinate through whatever means um this isn't going to become key and important because you know it's a situation where uh someone could say well the information was out there you knew so right shame on us shame on you basically or it's uh acknowledging the fact that the information is presented in such a way that's so difficult to interpret to read um the fact that it's so voluminous, you know, most people don't want to take the time to read all that. They can't, right? They don't even have the time to read all that in a, in a regular day. Uh, and you got to conduct your life and your schedule and kids if you have them, taking care of yourself and things like that. Um, I, uh, sorry guys, this is going to be a little. Not difficult, I want to say it's going to be kind of interesting because I'm here at work. So you're kind of joining me for everything that I'm doing. Once again as I mentioned I'm at work currently so it's um, it's a little hectic in the fact that I am security over this site and you got vehicles coming in and out to deliver things and whatnot and there's a lot of high-value machinery and equipment here and I have to be in charge of it all currently and so when people come to the gate I sign them in when they leave I sign them out very secure facility and whatnot But anyways, back to the topic of discussion. Just one second here. Topic of discussion: the Provincial Health Act and the new statutes that they put into place. This stuff is scary. Um, when I actually went in and started reading a little bit for myself, you know, you can see why. Um, maybe they they fashion it in such a way and make it difficult for people to read and read and understand. They don't want you to to know what's going on or what they're planning to do. But um, you know, let me just get right into it. Let me get to the point of what this gentleman was speaking about and why. You know, I think if people who want to call it all oh, a conspiracy and people are saying we're crazy and people are doing all this and that, I, I mean, how much more do you need to see? How much evidence needs to be shown? I, I think this is really at this point the biggest uh, pivotal piece um, showing, foreshadowing basically what's about to be happening in the next, like, it's not going to be that long. I think within the next month, you know, all of October and, and November is going to be looking like um like a movie and I'm not sure what kind of movie but it's not gonna be normal and, and a lot of people are gonna be forcibly vaccinated maybe or or it's just gonna be um it's gonna be crazy. Anyways, let me get into this and let me uh let me tell you what it says based upon what they changed and this is legislation coming from the Alberta government telling you now what's gonna happen um, with communicable diseases and public health emergencies. This is part three. So I'm on page uh, 25, which is actually page 21 on the document where he said, because I found some things that were very, um, um, very scary. So let's read here. It says information to medical officer of health, um, where a medical officer of health knows or has reason to believe that a person suffering from a communicable disease is or may be in or has frequented or may have frequented a public place or b that a public place may be contaminated with a communicable disease the medical officer of medical officer of health sorry maybe by notice and writing to the person in charge of the public place required that person to provide to the medical officer of health Within the time specified in the notice any information relating to the public place the person and the communicable disease not Specifies uh, that is specified in the notice um, A person who receives a notice referred to in subsection once I comply with it. So for example um, Say I own a restaurant You know a little small-town restaurant and whatever and um there may or may not be evidence that somebody came into my restaurant and had COVID and now there might be COVID or people are making claims that there's COVID at the restaurant. If this health official medical officer of health hears this um, what's going to happen is he's going to write up the documentation and send it to me basically forcing me to reveal all of this information stuff that I might not even know right Um, he's going to put it on me to find out who the individual was what kind of uh, uh sickness they had and all the particulars about my restaurant and everything like this and i'm thinking that after they review all this stuff it's probably the kind of stuff that they can use to shut me down if i don't do it within the specified amount of time if um you know any anything could kind of go wrong because this is their ball game and one second as i have to exit again and here I am back again with y'all um yeah just doing my little thing anyways back to the matter at hand the documents what I was saying um in this scenario uh I, I basically don't have a choice anything that the medical officer of health asks me to do or forces me to do I have to and if I don't give him the information I'm pretty sure what will likely happen is that my restaurant that I need to survive and uh, feed my family or whatever th- that I needed for it to pay my bills, all this kind of stuff, it would be done, gone, and they would shut me down. Uh, next, it says information respecting a public health emergency where a medical officer of health knows... Of Or has reason to suspect the existence of or the threat of the existence of a public health emergency and Has reasons believe that a person has information relevant to the public health emergency that will assist the medical officer of, uh, Officer of health in carrying out duties and exercising powers under section 29 in respect of the public health emergency And we haven't gotten that to that yet. We don't know what section 29 is actually saying that's later on Probably some scary stuff as well um Basically, I would say that this describes the fact that the officer often can get um, snitches. I feel bad for you guys, you know, I'm always having to pause and, and just make sure that I'm not missing actual work. Dude, it's gonna be difficult um, recording while I'm at work, but I mean, here's the thing, right? I'm here for 12 hours a day so i gotta find some time to do it and um we're still gonna try and put out some quality for you guys um by the way thank you everybody for listening thank you for being here with me um continuing to share the material for those of you that are i know that sometimes it gets a little bit disjointed, especially now with me in and out of the vehicle and things like this but you know in the parts where i really get into it and you're keying in on what i'm saying hopefully i'm drawing up a nice or a clear picture for people um to have it so that we can um, we can all be, uh, I don't want to use the word woke, but that we can just enlighten ourselves, that we can open up our eyes and, and um, you know, in, ter- in terms of an actual movement or uh, physical retaliation or, or what we're going to see from the people in that perspective, I'm not sure how we'll come together, how the resistance will form. But, um, you know, they got the event happening in Calgary, September the 27th. Um, fighting for our, our freedom, basically, the the um, ban on five G. We're going to be advocating for that. Um, the masks, all the freedoms just being taken away from people. The lockdowns, everything. You know, we're going to be fighting for the restoration of power to the people. And here, I got to focus and pay attention again. Or I don't. This guy's a prick. Anyways um what was i saying here yeah it's uh it's a crazy time coming and something that i mentioned before it's a key fact the fact that uh it's not the first time that you know people have been saying we've been screaming from the rooftops and saying that um coronavirus is not about uh, uh a disease uh it's about identifying people with vaccines and, and control and depopulation and all these kinds of things All the kind of stuff that sounds crazy and I'm throwing it out there But um, calling the population basically Every, I mean, people have all heard it, you've all heard these crazy claims I mean, as you see evidence come out more and more And different legislation be changed And there was no notification of this from the government who, They didn't tell anybody that they changed anything or, you know well, back to it. Discovery and treatment of infection. This is where we start getting into the, um, I guess, more concrete stuff and stuff. Though when you hear it, you're going to be like, okay, well, this is uh, this actually sounds like stuff that I should be worried about. If the government's telling me that maybe the other stuff kind of sounds legitimate as well. Um, when they say every person who knows or has reason to believe that the person is or may be infected with a communicable disease prescribed and the regulations for the purposes of this subsection shall immediately consult a physician to determine whether the person is infected or not. And if the person is found to be infected, shall submit to the treatment directed and comply with any other conditions prescribed by the physician until the physician is satisfied that the person is not infectious. Basically, if you don't understand what I just said there, I don't think it's too tough to, to get um, what's been written down here. What discovery and treatment of infection means according to this legislation, which is now law, um, if and then this is basically um, giving power to. I don't want to use the word snitches, you know. It's, it is what it is. It's slang, whatever. But they're looking for for snitches, little government snitches, groupies to come around. And if they think that you're sick, if you got uh, imagine somebody who you have a problem with, somebody who doesn't like you, and all they got to do now to fuck with your life. Um, they go and they hit up whoever, they call the 811 Alberta Health num- Link number, and they say that, oh yeah, I think this guy has COVID, I have, you know, has a reason, it says, um, who knows or has reason to believe, so if you can somewhat loosely prove that, oh yeah, that person might be sick, you see me uh, in public one time, and maybe I cough or I sneeze or anything like this, or imagine now, suddenly this this kind of legislation allows them so being in the place like the store, the grocery store, or, or when you go to the mall, whether you have a mask on or not, um, say an example, uh, the smokers cough for people who smoke cigarettes or smoke, uh, marijuana or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes you cough just, it just happens, right? You're coughing. You got the phlegm and stuff in your lungs from, from accumulated smoke and all this kind of stuff. um, someone might look at that and then say, oh shit, COVID, right? Because people, I know, you know, people have, have joked around every time a person coughs in a group or, you know, everybody's sitting in a circle, all this kind of stuff, and they say, oh, COVID, COVID, and everybody's joking, but after this, right, and people who know this, and then they want to use it against other people, you might not be joking now, you know, you'll scream COVID, and then the next thing you know, you might have officers Um, coming out to grab you because you don't have a choice anymore. It says that a person is subject to the duties under imposed under subsections one and two with respect to minor children under the person's custody, care, and control. So outside of minor children, anybody is affected by this. You have no rights, no freedom. If they think that you're sick, if they think that you possibly have the COVID fucking uh, flu disease, whatever, um, you're done and they'll snitch on you. And you won't be able to leave said place, which say they take you to the hospital and you're forced to, I mean, this is like a jail, confinement, um, until the doctor is satisfied that you aren't sick anymore, until you've been. um, I think, you know, for people who actually go and research the vaccines themselves and the progress that's being done with the vaccines and which countries are coming out first and when it's actually gonna be released and stuff like that, it's it's a round of shots that you get. It's not just a single shot, it's a round, it's like a double digit round um, of shots over 10 that you get. So imagine um, when the doctor is satisfied that you're no longer sick and no longer a threat to the society, the community. I mean, you might've been drugged up so much. You know, you understand what I'm saying? This is a, a problem, this is a huge issue. Like already, already by the fact that I've just read this, this is already crossing into um, what word could I use? Just fucking scary, deep fucking waters. Like, this is telling you, every person who knows or is, has reason to believe. Um, and if you are found to be infected, because here's also the thing, I uh, I researched. You know, people know like whether you believe that the uh, COVID tests, the actual tests when they're testing you for COVID, that little nose swab that goes up through or whatever. Um, if you looked into the information that said that pretty much all the tests were faulty, that they came out tampered with, there's not a single test that's actually um, legitimately working the way that it's supposed to be because these tests that are coming out here, whether you believe that or not, uh, whatever. Um, the idea is that all of the tests, um, the test packages that were sent out, everything like this, they were sent out tampered with faulty, meaning that um, their only real function was to trace coronavirus traces that are already in your body, right? Not looking for the new ones, but, uh, over time. So you say you ca- keep being tested and tested and tested over and over. Um, um, the first time you might get a negative test. Second time you get a negative test. Third time you get a negative test, but you already have coronavirus traces in your body. They're common. Very, very common. You have many, right? And so over time the test will start to say positive. And as soon as that happens, um, you can imagine, right? Because the test isn't actually testing you for COVID-19, a new strain of coronavirus. Um, what I mean, uh, they say that it is, but that's not what it's testing for. It's testing and tracing for um, current existing coronavirus traces that exist in your body. So because of the fact that they know this, They know that um, a whole bunch of people are gonna go and get tested. The fear factor part that plays into it, um, making people go and get tested, that ties into it. And at the end of the day, if you get tested, um, you probably have to get the vaccine, right? I watched a video that said that being, um, so avoiding, avoiding getting tested in any way possible, not having to test yourself, Um, is the only way to prevent from being vaccinated later in the future. But then, I mean, they're really, this is the, um, what's the word? Like, this is the uh, lucrative brainchild, the thinking that that really goes into these evil groups. I mean, they're thorough when they plan, and this really has, like, an umbrella effect, because imagine... So you have kids or you have people that you sent to school, everybody in your home, um, people who don't live single by themselves in a home with no kids, no family. You know, you got your siblings, your mom, your dad, whatever. If just one individual in your household gets tested and then they happen to have that positive test, which I just explained how the testing works and how it's not legitimately gonna trace like a new, like you won't know whether you actually have new COVID or not, you just have, uh, it's just testing for coronavirus that you already have um once they receive a positive test and then are forced to vaccinate whether it be your middle school child your high school child your college child and then um or, or one of the parents um what happens after is that one second I don't know. What happens after is uh, all of the accompanying members of your home, of of your, you know, your unit, your family members, your siblings, your parents, anybody who is linked to you, who lives with you, who didn't get tested immediately now has to get tested. Um, And that's fact. And if you guys drop pause, I mean, they're trying to cover it's an umbrella effect over everybody, you know. So the people who are saying, you know, including me, who are trying to say, well, I'm not, you know, there's no way I'm not going to be vaccinated. I'm not going to willingly take a vaccine. And at the end of the day, um, it's either vaccine or or no life really, essentially, or no access to life or death or whatever. I'm not sure, but um, I'm looking at it like the only only alternative that I see for myself is that I'm not going to take a vaccine. And what that will play out like or how it'll manifest um in the future it kind of scares me because i um have I, I'm, I'm used to certain things right i have a, you know people have certain lifestyles so they've gotten used to certain things and imagine even the very basics of your life being taken away because of the fact that you don't have the the covid certificate you don't have the new covid id to prove the fact that you got vaccinated and you're safe for society i mean this shit is this shit is wild this shit is really, really, really wild, and people gotta stop getting, you know, gotta get away from it sounding like, oh, that's conspiracy, that's crazy, because it's getting real now. It's getting real with the fact that they're playing with your freedoms, they're changing legislation that, you know, it's interesting, it's funny that, um, so this is kind of drawing away from the topic, but another example, people who find themselves in nefarious legal situations, or you get pulled over by a cop, and I mean, Say the example of, uh, I say, uh, you know, you were speeding, you hit somebody, you kill them, all this kind of stuff. And you try telling the cop that you knew nothing about, uh, um, traffic law, you knew nothing about the statutes or when people go to, uh, trying to find the best example here for you guys. going to court and trying to claim, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, ignorance because you didn't know or you didn't know this, you didn't know that. You know, the stuff saw here out in the open for us to read and the, um, the opposition knows it. They know that it's there. They know that most people are too lazy to read it. And, you know, how people find themselves being swallowed up by the system, like... Because they didn't know something key that was pivotal. I'm trying to find like something some super good example. Like I think in the States, so uh guys who get locked up in the States for, you know, petty crimes and things like this when you get out and then you're on probation. Probation in the States is different than probation in Canada and the fact that, um, you got the the strike system. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So if you um if you disturb the peace and you're not following your conditions and all that kind of stuff in canada you go see your probation officer you might get a little slap on the wrist you know she might reprimand you she might um talk to you and all this kind of stuff he or she whatever you go down in the states and you mess up on your probation here's the thing um you might get a slap on the wrist you might get um, a warning miraculously but if you get locked up while on probation. When you try and go and post bail, your bail is denied because of the fact that you were on probation in the first place. That's how that works. When you're in Canada, um, and you get locked up, being somebody who's already on probation, uh, they can't. I don't know if it's like that. They can't deny your bail, but you'll still be able to get out within a reasonable amount of time. In the states, you don't. You don't get that. And then people. So the example is that the inmate now, the person who maybe this was their so first crime first time being on probation they re-offend they try and apply for bail, bail denied and they're in for months, years you know, and that's the first time, so it's like, man and they claim that, well I didn't know, I didn't, that's that's the example, I didn't know the legislation, I didn't know that um, I couldn't get bail after being on probation, well that's uh, that's really too bad isn't it, anyways moving forward um Find the best the most let me go actually to this page 25 where the guy was saying that this is where it starts to get super scary and um people need to really be reading and uh so isolation quarantine and special measures this is what we wanted isolation and quarantine uh 29 parentheses one a medical officer of health who knows of or has reason to suspect the existence of of a communicable disease or a public health emergency within the boundaries of the health region in which the medical officer of health has jurisdiction may initiate an investigation to determine whether any action is necessary to protect the public health. So this jurisdiction would be all of Alberta and one person, one medical officer of health controls that power. He has the the right to decide whether he's going to shut down, um, the whole I mean the whole province again if he wants to, whether there's gonna be any lockdowns. Um you know it says to determine whether any action is necessary to pre- to protect the public health. So for the good of the public health, you guys know what happens in situations where they say, well, it was for you know for the better good, you know, all that kind of stuff, and usually there are casualties and people get hurt in situations like that. One second. Oh no, this has been here before. God, I hate pausing. Anyways, where the investigation confirms the presence of a communicable disease, the medical officer of health. So, this is number two. So, this is now when the investigation confirms. So, an, an investigation going into um, a disease that's. Yeah, communicable, but that was designed, that was manifested to be that way. It wasn't something that came out of the blue, out of the open, out of the open. Sorry, we know where it came from. We know that they they made it in Wuhan and all that kind of stuff. Anyways, it's not important right now. The uh, the real sauce that you want to hear is what can this person, the one individual, that has the control of this um, these decisions for basically all the citizens of. The jurisdiction the whole province not just in, in um, you know each individual town or whatever this is a guy that can change it for everybody everywhere in Alberta so he can shall carry out the measures that the medical officer of health is required by this act and the regulations to carry out and may do any or all of the following take whatever steps the medical officer of health considers necessary to suppress the disease and those who may already have been affected with it, to protect those who have not already been exposed to the disease, to break the chain of transmission and prevent spread of the disease, and to remove the source of infection." Now, those are all very general statements, but I'm pretty sure if you let your imagination go wild, um, you, can, you can see negatively my, what might happen. Um, when you think about how this person is going to decide to protect those who have not already been exposed How they're gonna suppress, you know, they were I, I really pay attention to the wording. They use the word suppress you know the disease and those who may have already been infected with it So how do they do that? How do they I'm pretty sure that the only likely Outcome is that you got to separate the people who aren't sick From the people who are and you don't allow them to communicate or see each other and this is starting to sound like you know uh, jail and confinement and being locked into your house again from people who like it's it's crazy. You know, to remove this how do you how do you remove the source of infection? You know, in, in this person's eyes or whatever, you know, in this in this construct, this definition, what would the source of infection be? Would it be the people who supposedly um, first started with the disease? Because uh You got I, I read a story about how now there's and i and i spoke about this as well it's funny i speak about all this and then it happens it just happens um chinook high school lethbridge the first school that i heard about it didn't take fucking long after the kids got back and i'm talking i asked my brothers how long do you think before you got COVID at one of the schools and i'm i'm like this is easy this is a, of course this can happen the people know that this can happen they're putting kids in schools and expecting them to keep their masks on all day in that you know, you're not suddenly going to have COVID re- break out in school. It, it It's going to because of what I explained about how the testing works. The tests are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, of course, in every single school, you're going to have a positive case of COVID eventually. You know, here in our little city, you're going to have McCoy and Hat High and Crescent Heights and Eagle Butte. Suddenly, you're going to have, you know, one student, two students, and people are going to go in a fucking uproar. There's going to be the fear Factor in a fucking big way and you can see, you know, how are people gonna react and what? Um, decisions are they gonna make based out of fear all this kind of stuff. This is um, I think it's wrong man that this is happening to people that you know Us as, as people down on the ground level uh, We're gonna have to be forced to make decisions that contend with with shit like this like you know so two by order this is so we're continuing on with the things that uh, that the Ministry of Health can do. You know, may do any or all of the following. It says, by order, he can prohibit a person from attending a school, prohibit a person from engaging in the person's occupation. So if you really liked your job and you're sick, well, say goodbye to that job, because, you know, this is now speaking to all the people who really found themselves in a difficult place after not being able to work. Um, for a while after, you know, after the shutdowns and the lockdowns and things like this, people who told me that they adhere to more so the, um, the schedule, the rigid structure, not, you know, not the job itself, and maybe just having like stuff to plan around and, and knowing what you were going to do and having like, you know, that organization, when you take that out of a person's life who, you know, needs it and uses it like that, I can understand how that would negatively affect them. But then you look at this, um... Anybody who's listening, anybody who's scared about, you know, having your job taken away, prohibited, saying by order, they'll order you, prohibit you from going to your workplace if they think you're sick. You better not go get tested, because if you think um, that COVID is, is something that you're going to catch and you're going to get sick and possibly die, if you're a young, a young person, I mean, you got to get that shit out of your head. You're being you're being delusional. You got to look at the the information that's talking about the awakening, that's talking about the 5G about covid being a hoax about them just trying to pull the wool over people's eyes and tag them with vaccines and then um vaccines that are gonna inevitably either control them or kill them later on like we gotta be we gotta be on this stuff you know it's not starting to starting to sound crazy anymore because i was saying this stuff back in january thinking like you know something's up something's wrong i've never trusted the government and and obviously now we can see why like You know, C, prohibit a person from having contact with other persons, or any class of persons. So why would you need to have that definition in there like that? Why would you be prohibited from, so what what do they consider class of persons? This covers everything, so I'm telling you guys, the wording and the definitions cover everything. You know, they want to have a blanket effect so that you can have no wiggle room, you know, can't go anywhere, can't try and escape basically. And one second, I'll be back again because I have to sign out another individual. I that he left at 2 o'clock. Good. Uh, it didn't take that one. Yeah, you guys see what I'm saying? For example, um, I kind of got to be careful with the stuff that I'm doing and and being so free and open. Like, it's hard for me to try and remember and be in the forefront of of health risks all the time because here comes the, not now, but before, the superintendent of the site or one of them or whatever coming to um, um, enter. And no matter who he is and stuff, I got to stop him and get him to sign in and stuff too. So the first thing that he fucking says to me is, oh shit, well... Uh, you know, I mean, and he wants to have a conversation after, and I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be about COVID and whatever. I'm talking about how nobody should be touching that pen, and then nobody should be touching that their paper because um, because of COVID and all this. I'm like, motherfucker, are you serious? And what I really want to say, I can't say anything. I got to keep my mouth shut. I got to pretend that COVID is actually something that you know you guys understand. Like, and, and I'm tired of almost doing this stuff, but. Anyways, you know, I'm tired of the effect that COVID is having and and the fear that people are having, you know, um, that he doesn't want to even touch the the sheet. I mean, I I had to tell him, I told him, so, man, like, uh, I've, I've been holding the pen the whole time. The pen's for me. Everybody else uses their own pen. But as opposed to the access control log, everybody's touched it. You know, my associate, who I relieved this morning, who, you know, started because a lot of these guys, they show up before the shift actually starts for me so he started taking sign-ins or whatever, he touched it he was giving it to the other guys and it's all been set up with the culture, because even when I came and, you know, was here yesterday, was getting some little orientation or whatever Um, the guy that trained me didn't seem to have an issue with me touching the sheet. Him to how, how, This is one access control log. How are you going to have the control of, uh, of me holding it the whole time and nobody else is going to touch it? And then he wants me to write down everybody's information each time. Um, this is what's happening. This is the same effect that's happening when you go to the fucking bank and you go to the store and you go to all these places and everything is slow now. They've completely slowed down our lives with this this um, Ridiculousness, you know. I just, I just hate this stuff, man. Like, I, I um, wish that the effect of the mass shift would would happen faster, you know. And and whatever effects that came with it, but life is looking so off, so different. We're not even through it yet. See, this, seeing this, tells me and shows me that. We're just getting into the thick of things now that people in Alberta and people out locally, you know, who weren't listening before, who didn't really have a reason to care. I mean, they're going to keep releasing stuff and information, whatever, till um, you won't have a choice but to find out what's going on because of the fact that you're scared, because of the fact that now, if you don't know and you neglect to learn information or to go and listen or to at least just ask somebody. You know, what's the new, you know, what have they done now? What have they changed? And all this kind of stuff. You're going to find yourself being stuck up in a hospital with, you know, force prohibited from being able to go to your job, to go to school if you're a student, to maybe even possibly see your own family if they're all still healthy. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, freedom's being removed and taken away from you. Um, quick, like, it's already happened. This is down on paper, ink, Inked in July. So, for any period, so what I said before, prohibit a person from having contact with other persons or any class of persons, meaning... So, different classes, meaning... uh, I think I understand, I I interpret it correctly. But, uh, so people kind of get what that means. It means that between the different distinctions of where you hold your friends, siblings, co-workers, uh, parish members, um, your ball club buddies, like different distinctions, different class of persons. Um, you won't be able to see anybody. They want to isolate you. You and the disease and in this way that's how they're going to try and to remove the source of infection. And, and God. So for any period and subject to any conditions that the medical officer of health considers appropriate, where the medical officer of health determines that the person's engaging in that activity could transmit an infectious agent, And I'm sure that he will think that because, you know, at the height of it, the worst that it got when they were inflating the numbers and everything was looking like it was peaking and stuff like that. um, When we were in the middle of the lockdown, they said that you couldn't have um, any groups of more than five, right? When it was the strictest. And uh, let's see here. So it could go back to being the same thing where you can't group together more, more than five people for the time that the medical health officer considers appropriate, you know. And if he determines that you're engaging in different activities could could transmit the infectious agent, then you're not going to be doing those activities anymore. I had somebody talk to me yesterday about, you know, whether I think that we're still going to be able to, and if I was a part of this Medicine Hat, Spring Men's Basketball Group League The new formation that's beginning um, And I'm excited for it I'm, I'm hoping that it starts But with, with things like this You know, having to get around the legislation Having to call and find out Which rules you might be breaking Or aren't breaking now Because there's a lot of dudes who signed up And put their names down to be a part of this stuff right? Like, and, and would really be disappointed To see it not being able to happen Because of uh, the risk of transmission of, of infection. Like, um, Anyways, so 2.1, where the investigation confirms the existence of a public health emergency, the medical officer of health, so this is after they've confirmed, right, has all the same powers and duties in respect of the public health emergency as he or she has under subsection 2 in the case of a communicable disease and may take whatever other steps are in the medical officer of health's opinion necessary in order to lessen the impact of the public health emergency. So this one is basically, they just gave him the ammunition and and whatever kind of shiny gun that he wants to do anything, you know, ergo, anything that he wants to uh, bring about the good of public health for the better good. Remember what I said? It's not for your best interest, it's for the interests of the whole public society. So you might not even be considered when you think about your safety, your Like If it was for the better good of the whole group, then um, it's okay, and that's scary, because like, so listen again, may take whatever other steps are, and the uh, medical officer of health's opinion, and his own opinion, he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do, and nobody's gonna check him. No one will check him at all. In one second here. I have to tap out because I got to do the calls. One second, guys. Well, I just had my meeting with the superintendent. The whole project owner actually, the guy who owns the whole site, this is his show. And he didn't tear my ass open, thank God. Because uh, um, he's gonna be dealing with me most of the time. Actually, I'm the, I'm the point man, the head man on this stuff. Uh, feels cool, you know, I'm letting that get to my head a little bit. Cause he's like, we're sitting there, we're talking, you know, so I'm gonna be dealing with you a lot. And then, you know, uh, all this kind of I've never been handed so much responsibility before. But, as I say, here I am again to go and sign up somebody else. Well, hello, hello again. Black hair floating with you guys. Um, and we're gonna get right back into it. So I was reading um, Not all of it's important, but so here so the jurisdiction of a medical officer of health extends to any person who was known or is suspected to be infected with a communicable disease illness or health condition a carrier a contact susceptible to and at risk of contact with a communicable disease illness or health condition or last but not least, exposed to a chemical agent or radioactive material. This is saying that uh, so um the last point it says, whether or not that person resides within the boundaries of the health region, I mean, they just gave this guy the power of God. The jurisdiction of a medical officer of health extends to any person who is known or suspected, susceptible to be infected with a communicable disease, illness, or health condition. B. A carrier. C. A contact. D. Susceptible to and at risk of contact with a communicable disease illness or health condition that one means that if your job places you in a place where you're at risk if you work at a old folks home if you work at um, the hospital you're at risk so his jurisdiction is placed over you as well you have no power Um, or you're exposed to a chemical agent or radioactive material meaning guys who work with radio uh, a radiation guys who are working in in uh, different industries Um, now, th- this person can, if he suspects anybody, I mean, all these people, that's me. That's, so you say a carrier or contact, that's pretty much, if I knew somebody um, that had COVID anytime in the last three months, had it for sure, and all they were told, right, is just to isolate, wait it out, I guess, till it gets better because there's no vaccine, there's no fix or whatever. Now that I've known this person, that I'm associated with them, I'm, I'm in contact, right? And they're a carrier, so they're affected. Their jurisdiction is held over them, it's held over me, it's held over people that I know. And, um, yeah, I'm not really sure, like, what what, uh, wibble room is there. When you guys hear that, what do you think? Is there any type of freedom that you get? Like, that's disturbing, to be honest. Um, What I've just read to you, what I've told you, basically tells you that you now no longer have any health rights or rights when it comes to if they suspect that you might have the communicable disease and that's whether or not you reside in the boundaries of the health region so it doesn't matter. A person a medical health officer if they know you can make that decision and suspect and decide if he lives in Edmonton for somebody who lives in Lethbridge and it does not matter. You don't have to live in that region. You know, it can be one person deciding for all of Alberta for stony plan for like all these little buttfuck towns that nobody knows about all that kind of stuff they're all covered now I mean the wording the wording matters because they just gave them the power of everything like so now entry for examination this is interesting uh, where a medical officer of health knows or has reason to believe that a person suffering from a, communic- a communicable disease referred to in section 20 May be found in any place, or that any place may be contaminated with such a communicable disease. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty much likely. They think that it can be passed in the air, and they think that you know that you can get it just from um, if you if you got to be wearing a mask to sit in a vehicle with you know. And this is what these companies will tell you. So I see these guys right now, around and around in the trucks here on site or whatever. And if they got more than two in the vehicle they all got to wear masks inside the truck. And I'm like, oh my God. So, the important part says the medical officer of health may enter that place without a warrant for the purpose of conducting an examination to determine the existence of the communicable disease. So, if he suspects, he, she suspects that there is risk, or that any place may be contaminated with such a communicable disease. Like, this is so general and so broad that they can go anywhere. I mean, this is your house. This is my house, my apartment. A person suffering from a communicable disease referred to in Section 20 may be found in any place, or that any place may be contaminated with with such a communicable disease. This is the movie theater, the mall. Um, You know, the stores, grocery stores, convenience stores, the gas everywhere, every single where you go, they could say, Hey, I suspect this to be a place that may be contaminated with such a communicable disease because there's a high amount of traffic that comes through here. A lot of people coming in through this area and as such, now I may enter that place without a warrant for the purpose of conducting an examination to determine the existence of the communicable disease. And now people who are in criminal justice, you know exactly what that sounds like. That's uh that's law when when we talk about uh, the powers that officers have to be able to enter without warrants and to be able to arrest without warrants now this person who is not an officer right not a not a police officer He's not an, I mean he's an officer of the government I guess right he now has uh, legal and binding power to enter without warrant into your home and say anywhere that he pleases basically that he says um, I think that there's COVID here I think that there's risk and chance of COVID here we need to run an investigation. We need to test. Um, and then moving forward, where a medical officer of health is conducting an examination pursuant to subsession one, the medical officer of health may order the detention of any person. So see right now, this is key. This is where we're getting into the, the key stuff because just a couple moments ago, I told you that his jurisdiction, he or she covers everybody in Alberta, all of us. And so now because of such, um, uh, after he's run his investigation uh, where he is conducting an examination pursuant to subsection 1 now he can order the detention of any person for any circumstance, doesn't matter uh, and, and they said class of persons that was the definition they read in there, it doesn't matter if you're a professional, it doesn't matter if you work in um, industry, you know, blue collar, white collar, the different distinctions that you want to call them, it doesn't matter anymore there's no difference and now um at least from this standpoint when people try and like differentiate themselves uh between you know how much you make and the different classes you have in your job and oh i'm a i'm a supervisor i'm a manager and and you're just uh you know an employee whatever right now it it really doesn't matter you have no protection for yourself no no um case to make no rights health-wise and basically for your person, they, they've taken away f- the right for, to you to protect your person and to not be jailed, not to not to be uh, detained. Right. Why would you have to be detained? You have no right to say. Now, this doesn't even tell you um, that you get, you know, this isn't like the criminal code. There's no um, uh, right to a lawyer. There's no you don't get none of that. This says the medical o- officer of health gets to order the detention, the detention of any person and B, order the closure of the place, including any businesses that is carried um, in it. So in any, in any business that is carried on in it. So um, a lot of these little small businesses in our town right now that are struggling to keep going and struggling to maintain and different places that are you know tapped out from buying continued sanitizer and having to get more cleaning product and gloves and masks and all this kind of stuff. I mean, if you don't do this, if you don't keep buying that shit and uh, uh, because, you know, that they got like secret shoppers and stuff like that, people that just come in and do uh, frequent checks on your on your place of work, whatever, make sure everything's running, you know, normally, whatever. Now you're going to start having the, you know, secret plainclothes medical officers of health come through just to check, just to make sure that everything looks suffice, that there's, there's uh, you know, I'm out to sanitize They're gonna check the bathroom. They're gonna look at everywhere. If you got like some little snobby nose person who thinks that they're, you know, they got the power they wear, they're super uptight, all this kind of stuff, this person's gonna come in there. They're gonna see some little smudge, some spot. They're gonna be like, uh, looks like you guys are a little short on um, gloves. Or they're gonna see somebody do some shit at the wrong time, make a mistake, or give something to somebody without having a mask on or without having some gloves on and they will order the closure of your place including any business that is carried on in it like people got to be careful now but literally they're controlling people's conduct to such a point that you know it's almost as if you could say like it might as well be a, a communist place because now they want everybody to act the same to to conform you better be following these rules or else like that's what this is saying you know um I wanna read the next part here, but I'm just watching the gate because someone might be approaching, perhaps. now says examination, um, where a medical officer of health knows or has reason to believe that a person may be infected with a communicable disease referred to in section 20. And we might go back there and read what section 20 says to define, you know, um, what that actually is. Anyways, that person shall at the request of the medical officer of health submit to any examinations necessary to determine whether the person is infected with the disease. So what do you imagine will happen if you refuse? You know, it already told you that in the previous part that this person could order the detention of you at any time and order the closure of your business if you have one. If you're not following the rules, you better follow the rules. You understand what I'm saying? This is what this is saying in in plain speech. Not so plain, but when you read into the lines and you start understanding um, and you got individuals such as myself who are here dissecting it for you this is because um, this stuff this is important this scares me you know my mom works in one of these places one of these facilities and it's a good one it's a nice um, expensive ass old folks home whatever um, she's at risk you know she's at risk because a lot of these um, individuals and residents right have uh, higher risk and their immune systems are not doing so well so when you have the numbers being reported that you know all the deaths from from this place obviously a medical officer could come in and be like well there, of course there's a huge huge high risk of of covid being here you know why would there not be coronavirus here in this place and a chance of it being here and people have been dropping dead like um I always gotta pause just to check the okay. gate anyways and people have been dropping you know dropping in these homes and stuff like that i mean i don't think people really know how bad it is because they don't really report it and there's not a uh uh what is it like i mean they put it in the report and stuff like that but some of these places are having deaths so rapidly um daily that you know i feel bad for some of the Just the people that work at these places that have to be there and and deal with this, right? Like, every day you go into work, it's almost like you're thinking, like, there's a chance, there's a likely chance that either one of the residents is going to die today, that one of the residents has died today, or that you're going to hear about a death coming into work. Like, um, that's just really, really, really sad. But then what happens afterwards is that the medical officer can declare the shutdown can put everybody out of work if he wants to he can say that all the workers must be tested immediately um because the residents had it um you know a large number of them died so we know that for sure definitively there's COVID in this place so we got to check everybody we got to check all the workers the staff everyone um and make sure that you're all safe but if you guys aren't you know i mean wow right and suddenly now people are being forced to to vaccinate, and if they refuse, or they're being forced to test, and if they refuse, you're detained, imagine not being able to see your mother or, you know, the person because of the place that she works at, and, um, like, I think, I think people get the points, or they get the picture, because I'm trying to create such a big um, window here, trying to, trying to paint a picture that people can understand that anything could fucking happen anything possible could happen worst case scenario if you can imagine it happening um, within the um, wording within the constructs within within everything that we've been given right here on this uh, act this provincial health act it is an act Um, this this allows for it right allows for the worst case scenarios to happen otherwise, it allows for people to be detained, it allows for you to not see your um, loved ones and your family members without having any reason why, no explanation, and for no um, determined amount of time, right, if you guys pay attention, you guys read the wording, if anybody, you know, goes and actually tries to look into this specifically and and tries to read it, and and you're going to see, and you're going to read the parts where it says that um, there's no time, He doesn't have to give you a time limit enough to tell you, yeah, well, it could be two days, two weeks, two months. Um, he could keep these people detained for as long as he wants until he is satisfied that they removed the source of the disease. I think everything, everything that it says, you guys should be paying attention that this the wording allows for anarchy basically. Um, in conducting an examination pursuant to subsection one to determine the existence of a communicable disease, The medical officer of health may require from any person who has knowledge of it the production of any information concerning the disease including the sources of substantive sources of the disease and the names and addresses of any persons who may have been exposed to or become infected with the disease so now this is a situation where um this is either run run or, or get taken out run or get taken snitch or i mean you know what i'm saying you will give up you will you will Release and produce any information concerning the disease, including the disease, including the source sources or suspected sources of the disease and the names and addresses of your friends, your family members. So why would that mean not that they just want the name? They want the address. They probably want the phone number, too. They want to find this person. And if they have covid, they're going to be detained as well. They want people to snitch on their friends, to snitch on their neighbors, their family members, and um, they're going to round up everybody. But where are they going to put everyone? You know. Because you're not gonna take them to jail. this one's already tapped out, right? Where are they gonna put people? They're gonna lock them up in a hospital, right? and you're not allowed to leave like this is how they're trying to take people out. If you get um ensnared in this or one of your family members, you know, the situation, the scenario, and it's real sad, but the one that I just gave you guys now with you know my mother working in a in a uh, one of these centers or whatever, um, if this happened, and she was asked to, to give information and whatnot. I'd have to I'd have to bounce. I'd have to you know get out of dodge real, real, real quick because if I'm taken, if I'm detained and then taken, I'm forced to give up information. Now I have to snitch, and I would not, which would probably end up in the um, outcome that I'd be I'd be detained for a long, 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 long time, and most people probably would for failing to provide the information that they want for not snitching, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, people really got to be looking for themselves. People got to be, if at any point you had difficulty taking care of your best interest. um, Or you're one of those people who, you know, you you strive to take care of others before yourself and, and, you know, you're a bleeding heart. You can't can't even breathe before you help yourself first. Like this is the time to learn how this is the time to care for your your self-interest and the people that are really within your your household. Really, the people that are going to be affected by you and with you and, and with your decisions, the people that might have to snitch on you or you might have to snitch on them you know, your little, your neighbors, like everything, like people, you gotta imagine it as if we were as bad as California up here and shit is already burning down. Um, it doesn't seem that way, but, oh God, look, look, in the next coming weeks, two, three, four weeks, in the next coming months, when people really, when more people start to uh, take notice and pay attention and start looking at this or when some, if somebody else, you know, takes their time to simplify and go on a live or something and talk about the new changes to the legislation and to show people and to give it to them, you know, bite piece, uh bite size piece information, whatever. Um, then maybe there will be a mass shift and maybe, you know, we got people out on the streets running and, and, you know, how are we going to, and people think that, um, that uh now that we all know and the fact that oh it's already been written down it's law it's happened already you think that when people get get together and start right oh we got to write letters to the to the mp and we got to let the government know how we feel and all this kind of stuff man y'all <laughs> y'all plan. <laughs> you better get serious um anyways uh so yes back to the wording you will not be remain, uh, you will not remain or be permitted to remain in any public place, nowhere at the library, the grocery store, your friend's house, your house, um, the movie theater, the mall, grocery store, convenience store. You can't go to any public park, any um, anywhere. You, you know that they consider the sidewalk and the street to be a, a public place by definition, because as I said, the wording and the words and the definitions matter a great deal um so much so that when you have a vehicle um say it's not a vehicle that you're driving say you know you bought a vehicle you don't got any registration insurance and you you just have it but you're parking the vehicle on the street with no plate even if you have a plate but the plate's not registered and it doesn't have active insurance some dick cop can come and give you a um a whole shitty day and be a pain in your ass because um as a matter of fact yeah he can't get somebody to come and tow it, and he can't get it put in the in the impound even if you weren't driving it, even if, you know, because the street is a public place. And according to the law of, of traffic regulations, you cannot have an unregistered vehicle parked on any public street on any anywhere in, in Canada. So if they consider that to be true for vehicles, and now um, you're talking about persons, people, you say that you're not um, allowed to be, you know, or never allowed to be permitted to be in any public place anymore because the street is a public place. If you're walking on the sidewalk going towards a park, you're in a public place. If you're walking away from a park, but then you're heading towards, you know, a strip mall or a line of stores and stuff like that, you really have no no escape. Where are you gonna go that's on a, that they consider, you know, your own house isn't a public place anymore because you actually don't have rights to your own home. You don't own, you know, and especially if you rent, um, it's even worse, like so this is just like it's uh, it's crazy guys. It's it's super crazy. Um, other than a hospital or other place approved under subsection one, unless a medical officer of health is satisfied that the presence of the person in the public place would have involved no risk to public health. And like I said before too, if this dude or this lady if they don't like you, if this is imagine this is the person who Back in the day, back in grade school, high school, you were a dick to them, you were a fucking asshole to this person. Um, They hated you, you know, they didn't want to come to school because of you. Everything like this, you just made their life hell. And then, later on, you guys got older, you know, you forgot about it, water under the bridge, you graduate, you thought that it was all good. Later on, you see this person, he is not just the minister of health, I mean, he's the public minister of health, he's the number one, the key guy, makes all the decisions um when you see him and he sees you you gonna bet he remembers who you are um and and yeah he's gonna have some some manifestation for you he's gonna do everything that you did to him back in the day except all he has to do is say one word or say the words snap his fingers and and you're gone disappeared in the hospital forever like because he doesn't have to he can he can extend the time that you're there forever until he's satisfied he never has to be satisfied that the presence of the person in the public place would involve no risk to the public health. Because it's not saying that you're, you know, at this point they could say, well, maybe he, he doesn't present a health risk. But he's kind of, you know, with the whole time he was in the hospital, he was kind of aggressive. He was, he was a little violent. So I think we should keep him in here. I think Maybe we need to stabilize him a little bit, bring him down. He might need some some meds. You see what I'm saying? Anything can happen, anything can happen. So don't think it crazy because you might find yourself um, affected by by ignorance really and continuing on for the purpose of this section purpose is person infected with a communicable disease referred to in subsection one and a person who was suffering from mechanical people communicable disease, sorry, referred to in subsection 2 include the following persons. And now this this makes it so they can tag anybody. And when I said before, so it's funny that I um, I think about the scenarios beforehand and then I read them um, on, you know, being told to me and shown to me on paper, ink to paper, as I said, and then it's confirming that this is true, this is that they're gonna do this. So all of, of the following persons have something to fear. A person entering Alberta after having traveled internationally. We know that a close contact of a person who was confirmed as having COVID-19. So that's a whole big scenario where I talked about how, you know, my mom might have to snitch on me. My siblings might have to snitch on me. i might have to snitch on my siblings or anybody who is in my house, any of my neighbors or people. If I think that my neighbor or her kids have COVID-19 you know I even have reason to suspect and I call that number to snitch like it's all over right they'll come and they'll we're all close contacts we're all in close proximity with each other we say hi to each other every day um so it's a, it's a problem a person exhibiting any of the following symptoms that are not related to the person's pre-existing illness or health condition so when you try and say oh I got smokers cough which isn't really a um a definition which isn't recognized as a health condition um you're going to you're going to face a problem inevitably you will face a big problem one that you cannot find yourself getting out of um because how can you medically show that you know they don't they don't recognize smoker's cough as something legitimate you know, or you say that, oh, oh I got this, you, you might have to pull out medical papers on you at that time to prove that you don't have what they think is COVID, you know, a cough, a fever, shortness of breath, runny nose, sore throat, you know, subsection 2.1 ceases to have effect on the lapsing or recession of record of decision, um, so we go on where a person is isolated or quarantined in a social care facility. A supportive living accommodation licensed under the Supporting Living Accommodation Licensing Act. A food handling establishment or living accommodation attached to a social care facility. Supportive living accommodation or food handling establishment. <laughs> so it says, uh, A medical officer of health may, by notice to the owner of the social care facility, supportive living accommodation, or food handling establishment, order the owner not to operate or permit the operation of the social care facility, supportive living accommodation, or food handling establishment until the t- decontamination of the social care facility, supportive living accommodation, or food handling establishment is completed. And so, just like that, people like my mother people who work in these food, you know, you handle food, people who work for AHS, Alberta Health Services, and they work in the, um, the kitchens and stuff there. Suddenly, you might not have a job now. You've been taken completely out of commission because of the fact that um, uh, you were involved in a workplace that they deem to be um, contaminated. You can't go to work until it's decontaminated, and and who do you think is going to pay for this decontamination, right? Yeah, places like small little restaurants, like, and I'm going to mention, because I, I, I feel like it's fair for me to say, because I worked there, and not, I don't know, I don't know about this place, people know about it, in the town, a, a restaurant like the scoreboard, small restaurant, struggling, and especially struggling now, was struggling before COVID, struggling to get people inside, struggling to make money, and I knew that being an employee. Um, now i go in there to eat and i see them after and i'm like i mean i don't even know how they're afloat so suddenly um they can't operate to the satisfaction of a medical health officer and this guy goes and says well hey you know what i think your guys' place is contaminated and they need to shut down and the scoreboard will not open again until a full decontamination has happened and has been approved by me and they're going to have to pay. They'll have to pay for their own decontamination. How much do you think this is going to cost? Some of these places, some of these companies, I mean, can they afford to, you know, be shut down even for, for more months, for weeks, while they decontaminate, and then have to wait for the officer to show back up to approve it and to say that the places suffice? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's uh, it's crazy here. Um where a person is isolated or quarantined in a place under circumstances that require terminal dock de- decontamination, a medical officer of health may, by notice to the owner of the place, order their owner to refuse entry to the place to any person other than an executive officer, a medical officer of health, of course, or a person with the consent of an executive officer or a medical officer of health until decontamination is completed, meaning that, um... Not only will they force you to close down, they're gonna make it so the, the owner of the establishment has to, um, but notice of the owner to the place, order the owner to refuse that, or, uh, refuse entries to, to everybody. So any last minute efforts or ditch efforts to try and save your establishment, or maybe you wanna just run a, a little event to bring people together, and you're not trying to make any money from it, not happening. You know, the only people that can come in are an executive officer, medical officer of health, or a person with the consent, uh, which is probably going to be you, or the only person that are given that consent to come into your own establishment, and you're no longer making money from it, and you have to pay for your decontamination, and it's um, <clears throat> just a mess. Um, provision of services. When a person is isolated or quarantined in a hospital or other place approved for the, by the purpose by a medical officer of health <clears throat> the medical officer of health will ensure that the person is provided with all supplies and services necessary for the person's health and substance meaning um anything that you thought you might need at your house or you know am i going to be going home for a while to to get my stuff my clothes my food that i like nah you're gonna give you're gonna get what they give you what they give you to eat what they give you to wear um, you might not get entertainment you know because they don't consider entertainment necessary for a person's health and substance, so no phone, no, you know what I'm saying, no connection. <clears throat> the medical officer of health shall ensure that any person providing supplies or services pursuant to the section takes adequate precaution to avoid contracting the communicable disease, meaning <clears throat> when a person shows up to deliver your stuff for you or drop off whatever you're getting dropped off, or bringing you your new items, belongings, um, they won't have any contact with you. You won't speak to them, see them. Maybe you guys will be separated by like a pane of glass or something like that. And then, where the minister is satisfied that it would cause undue hardship, to require a person to whom supplies or services are <clears throat> are provided under this section to pay for them. The minister may pay for all or part of the cost of the supplies or services. <coughs> well, at least they'll do that, right? If they're forcing you to be in this place for an undetermined amount of time, they're at least going to pay for you to have the very, very, very basic basics. And I mean basic. So, anything that you wanted, you probably won't get. You're going to get what you need. <clears throat> and then we go forward. Um, decontamination. No person shall remove anything from a place in respect of which decontamination is required, or give, lend, sell, or offer for sale anything that has been exposed to decontamination. Meaning... Um, until decontamination has been completed to the satisfaction of a medical officer of health, of course, right? Meaning anything that you had in there. So if you go in there and say, uh, hey, medical officer of health, I know you shut down my restaurant and I know that I can't operate anymore. Would it be possible to um, uh, remove some of my family's belongings that I had up in the back room of the restaurant, you know, just keeping some stuff that's vital that we needed for our house or whatever. He's gonna say, no, actually. Because of the fact that um, this has all been exposed to contamination um, We think it I mean might have to even just go to, to the dump But you can't touch it, you know can't have it until the decontamination is over until it's complete and he's satisfied So you see what's you know, I mean, this is ridiculous, right? Well, this is an interesting one think um, like, this is one that people are gonna hear and like um, and, and this is probably i read a lot i read quite a bit um i'll go forward and i think I think people kind of you know at this point you might have the picture but you would probably now want to go and study and research some more to actually look into this and um to see what they're planning on doing with us and to us and and you know So, guess what guys, I think I did that one properly. I wrote down all of his information myself with my own pen and I did not allow him to touch the access control log, which means that there should be reduced risk of him catching COVID, right? So So what's going on? um so yeah i was just talking about the fact that i mean you guys gotta think about this this i mean and i and i hate to because i was maybe starting to sound like a fear monger a little bit but not about the wrong shit like i'm not trying to distract people or trying to blow people you know blow smoke and all this kind of stuff this is the real stuff and i'm explaining it and discerning it um in the best way for myself and you know trying to provide people with insight and to be prepared to be ready like i think you know um there's some people that have come out and they say well when the second wave happens you know you, you will need to have gone out and actually have bought that extra food and packed up food for the winter months like as if you're gonna be in your house for for quite some time you know what i'm saying like or stocking up on water or actually getting the toilet paper like crazy like um i think for myself thinking about you the best case scenario or, or how to best navigate when shit really starts hitting the fan you got to be able to uh, travel light be prepared to go at any time you know when they when the health officers are coming for you coming to your house you might have to just get up in your car and, and bolt and leave the city and then do what you got to do but that's that's my plan of action i'm not planning on having any um huge amounts of liabilities or packing up a whole bunch of shit that i need to pack and all this kind of stuff like I think that um, really people are, are going to have to, you know, and this is, I'm seeing it, like people are selling everything and people are going to have to start looking within themselves and, and separating and um, I guess, uh, separate yeah, separating yourself from a lot of stuff that you have, your belongings, your possessions, your, you know, things that you think are part of your life that make you know, up your identity or, or your memories or all this kind of stuff, I mean, you might not be able to take that big, um, antique phase or, you know, all, all that kind of shit, like, anyways, so notices now, um, a medical officer of health may cause to be placed warning notices in the prescribed form in, on, or at near any place in which a person is isolated or quarantined, or which requires decontamination, or destruction. No person shall remove a warning notice placed in accordance with this section unless the person has the consent of a medical officer of health. So they'll plaster all this stuff. I mean, they already happen, right? You see the COVID signs everywhere and and telling you to wash your hands and um, trying to program people with with uh, the messages over and over and over plastered everywhere. You know, And then we got the effect of isolation or quarantine. Um, so... Where a person infected with a communicable disease requires isolation or quarantine as prescribed in the regulations, the person shall be isolated or quarantined in a hospital or other place approved for the purpose by a medical officer of health. So, y'all just heard me. Too. he also did not touch the control log doing alright for our preventative fucking COVID measures anyways um, so man this is getting crazier and crazier as I dive deeper into this information into the act um, this isn't shit that I'm pulling out of my ass guys like um, this has already been I mean we're in halfway literally exactly halfway through September and it's been months since this was tabled in July so this, is, this has been out for a while. This has been stuff that has been able to happen to people. And so if you wonder, I mean, think about, you know, different people, certain people disappearing or anything that can happen now. And it was able to see, you know, um, could have happened any, at any time for the last couple of months where if you got caught slipping, you were fucking around, all this kind of stuff. I mean, imagine finding yourself trapped in a hospital. You can't go nowhere. They don't let you use the phone. You know, at least when you go to jail, you get. You know, to use the phone and all that kind of stuff. But here, this is, this is not your ball game. <laughs> oh man! So let me read it again. Where a person infected with a communicable disease requires isolation or quarantine. So they've already established the fact that you require isolation or quarantine, right? You, you didn't get to decide or, or choose or anything like that. You had no choice. Remember, uh, it's prescribed in the regulations that control you and us. The person shall be isolated or quarantined in a hospital or other place approved for the purpose by a medical officer of health. So if the hospital becomes packed and gets too, you know, uh, full of capacity, what they're going to do is take people and you will get put into a remand center, a jail, a correctional facility, or they'll start building um, new facilities to, to house people. And what do you think these places are going to look like? You think they're going to be five-star hotels? think that because, you know, they want to, um, keep you away from the healthy people. They think that they got to put you in cushy conditions and, and, and no, this is going to be a jail, a detention center. Um, the same way that you saw, um, people getting detained by ICE in the States and being stopped at the border and literally being thrown in jails with fucking, um, uh, what is it like, uh, Uh, the fucking blankets they were using, looked like um, tinfoil, that shit, like, anyways. Uh, No person who is suffering from a communicable disease for which isolation or quarantine is required under the regulations shall remain or be permitted to remain in any public place other than a hospital or other place approved under subsection 1 unless a medical officer of health is satisfied the presence of the person on the public place would involve no risk to the public. I mean, see, this is what I'm talking about now in the comparison of the good of the public, so for the greater good instead of for your best interest. You get what I'm saying? Let me let me hear it again when I read this. No person who is suffering from a communicable disease for which isolation or quarantine is required under the regulations shall remain or be permitted to remain in any public place. This means that, um, You are now not allowed. So, when I was talking about the basketball league, all that kind of stuff, can any of this happen? Is this even fathomable? Are we going to have any of this happening in 2021? All this kind of stuff. I really don't want to present this narrative for people or to try and scare people, all this kind of stuff, but people got to be looking out for themselves. Y'all got to be looking out for yourself at this very moment right now. If it's fear driving you, if it's the um, unwillingness to conform, to bow down and, and be controlled this way. You got to start doing what you need to do to take care of yourself, your family and, and, and downsizing, getting rid of your shit. If it doesn't mean nothing to you and you know, your liabilities, getting your assets, putting your money together, because, um, That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Fuck have to start getting the sheets in order so that I don't look like a fool out here. I messed up organized. Alright, back with it. And This will be the last 10 minutes. Hopefully I can get Everything out here in closing, you know, I've spoken for a long time and hopefully um, despite the fact that it was so disjointed, there were many pauses, you know, me leaving and exiting. Um, I went to the background music on it, of course, so I hope you guys enjoy that and the background and whatnot, but in the key parts and the moments that I was um, really here and rambling on, hopefully I, I touched on everything. Hopefully I really gave people some insight, really woke people up mentally and just gave them stuff to to think about going forward and and how you should be thinking and and maybe how to protect yourself just to be aware and to start caring more about the information the fact that you should care about protection and protection of your family and your friends and that the shit's gonna change, the world is gonna change and it's gonna be widespread across, you know, it's not that you're turning on the TV and seeing things happen uh, over there anymore, now you're seeing that things are changing and happening and our own province. So we need to be prepared, and I'm gonna be one of the people that's helping others get prepared, because I think that, um, you know, when I think for myself, I, I definitely don't believe that I'm crazy. I don't think that um, I'm going down some rabbit. I think that, you know, I'm just waking up and definitely, like, teaching myself what needs to be done in one second, because I need my phone charger. Yeah. Oh. There we are. Anyways, so the last thing that I wanted to read to you guys here um and kind of in closing, I guess the and there's more, but you know we got to cut it at some point, but transportation of infected person. So it says a person uh, transporting another person who that person knows or has reason to believe is suffering from a communicable disease requiring isolation or quarantine under the regulations shall inform a medical officer of health or the regional health authority of the health region in which the person is being transported and comply with any conditions respecting the transportation that are prescribed by the medical officer of health. So Um, This is basically saying that um, if you're transporting somebody who has COVID or you suspect that they have and you're taking them um, Somewhere not only are you now snitching on yourself, but you're probably gonna have to take yourself in as well and then be dealt with uh, however, they see fit to um, Keep the spread down I'm just looking if there's anything like of note Not too much here. Or... I can tell you guys about the issuing of certificates. The issuing of certificates. This might be interesting. Um, Hmm. So, I don't know if I'll have the time to be able to read this all out fully and explain it in the way that I want because more trucks are driving up. But I'm glad that we're really covering the, the key information, the best points. The best points. hasn't happened in a long time actually where I had a break in the recording and I actually have the 35 minute-ish long recording that I was recording as the end, the backdrop for for this and I promised that I, you know, I was going to show certain things and all that kind of stuff. Um, my mistake and if I am able to fix it, hopefully I'll be able to do that. But I was really just talking about further um, definitions in the act and talking about the uh, the isolation orders, the authorization of the isolation orders, and interpreting them, and what could possibly happen. But really, in a, in a kind of rough gloss over, um, I think what people should or could expect from this is that um, there is going to be decreased freedom. You know, and I just read something on Twitter that was saying it's not really, it's not about a virus, it's about control, and that is definitely true. It is about control in every single way. They want aspects of control in every part of your life, which um, I think is very aggressive being that they want to control How you travel where you move when you move, you know, you have to um, Consent basically and if you don't consent then the matters get a lot worse for you and basically being forced to accept treatment of any kind that they Prescribe that they think is is adequate, Um, and having to be forced to stay, and you know how they'll give your family a form 49, form 44, telling them why you're in the hospital, why you're locked up. They might tell them that you're there, and they'll tell them that they can get you counsel, and that's about it. And and I think the biggest thing, because I could keep talking about the um, the specifics and what's said in it and all that kind of stuff which I really wish I had that 35 minutes because I think it would be key and and very good for people to hear about it and to see and to listen and to know what it was about but anyways um, I still appreciate that I have this whole segment saved that I have everything that I have here um, that you guys are going to hear this later on Um, I just want people to be informed You know, I want people to be protected I'm going to keep keep on doing this and keep um, finding the best information, possibly the best uh, stuff that I could give to help people make the best decisions for their lives, to be protected, to stop denying and to, you know, maybe start accepting the truth, the um, uh, construct in which we're we're being forced to live in, now what's going to happen to us, you know. with vaccines and, and forced vaccines and treatments, and uh, continued treatments in the future, and at any time, if you refuse, um, your life can change irreparably. <laughs> you know, and, and this is—I really urge people to go into and, and to look at this document, to look at the public health act for people who live in Alberta specifically. Who it's going to—if you think that you're going to be able to get a, away from this somehow, um, that it's not going to cover you. They pretty much made it almost impossible like I read a lot of in there and the wording the definitions that was talking about um, talking about the fact that you know with you could be a carrier you could be a contact you could be all, all classes of persons right all different kinds of people doesn't matter um, you could be the person that by the legislation they've now forced you to snitch. Or to reveal information names addresses of people who are hiding and you know you can see clearly that it's become um you know if it was a game before this is like chess war type stuff now um and we're really gonna see how it's being played out because the people who have tabled this who have have put this in legislation they know that there's gonna be pushback and there's gonna be the Mr. Smiths, the Karens, the Sheeple, the uh, people that support this, that want to try and um, make this happen, the people that are going to go ahead and and snitch and, and try and um, uh, really bring about a reality that we can never get away from. Like the stuff that you're seeing now, you know, is small, subtle with the masks and having to put on sanitizers every five seconds all this kind of stuff but really i just um at the end of the day i want people to to start caring more to start caring more about taking care of yourself for being there for yourself um for protecting your family and for understanding that you know life is not gonna be the same as we know it anymore like and things are changing and there's only one way to really um i guess to be protected you got to have the information you got to find the information you got to care about the information and not all of it i guess right but you got to care about the stuff that will help you when the shit gets crazy when one of your neighbors um decides that they don't like something you did way back when and they feel like they have sufficient evidence to prove that um there may be a suspected case of COVID in your house and imagine your house being turned into um uh, what they call, by definition, a contaminated zone, right? Because there may or may have been COVID in there. Now, um, you might not have access to your own WiFi. So, say you you run your place of business. Say you have a home business, self-employed, all that kind of stuff, and then your home office, your whole home, everything um, gets turned into a contaminated zone. And you have to pay for the decontamination, and you're not allowed to enter, and all these kind of people aren't allowed to enter your house to complete, I mean, this is going to create all kinds of problems for anybody, right? Um, and that's uh, what I think we're going to be seeing, like the types of problems that are created for people, and, and how people are going to react, how they're going to respond and come together and, and try and... Uh, defeat this evil in the future and not even in the future right now. We're literally it's happening right now as I said, you know this was tabled in July at the end and This might have happened to many hundreds of people ever since then ever since you know, we're halfway through September and Waiting to hear reports about if anybody's been, you know, locked up in the hospital with form 44 form 49 isolation order all this kind of stuff Um, and uh, You know being proked and prodded Either Once every seven days or daily for every seven days like and then getting another isolated like this is um, Giving power to people who are are inevitably gonna misuse it corrupt it and, and unfortunately um, It's it's gonna be a lot of people who are affected by it including myself Possibly my family and, and things like this and you know, I just want people to to not be scared but to be ready to have a plan of action. Be ready to do something. Be ready to um, relocate real quick if you have to. And to figure out who you can trust and who you can't trust. You know, start looking at your little neighbors and, and figuring out who who you might not need to communicate with anymore. Keep your distance from, and who you might think might have a reason to potentially snitch on you later on and say that you have something going on at your house, oh, it's, you know, it's a mess over there. They might, they got to have some, it's contaminated, like, so people got to be careful. Definitely got to be careful. But outside of that, you know, I just, I thank the listeners for listening. I thank you guys for being here. I thank you for supporting, for continuing to to share and to just share in this beautiful moment. You know, this is um, wonderful that uh, ever since I've been put on this new teaching, uh, uh, finding out about, vibration and frequency and all this kind of stuff and we're vibrating at oh well, i am i'm vibrating at such a high level right now and i want to bring more people to that vibration i want to teach them about the vibration and what it does and how you can heal your life through vibrating at a high level this is a beautiful day despite the fact that it's gray and cloudy and kind of gloomy out you know it's a monday a day that not many people like i've been out here I have been roughing it for hours you know I can't wait to go home from from the job unwind see my cat and things like this but uh I um you know when when you really get down in like the slowness of life and, and things like this it's it's beautiful man you really really gotta appreciate you know um what's happening um the togetherness and the fact that there's this grace, uh, this great mass uh, awakening, this shift happening, that people are being enlightened and that we're bringing more and more people to the light um, and that hopefully, uh, you know, um, hopefully we can win this fight for our freedom basically and that yeah, this can be the greatest shift of consciousness that was ever really experienced by, by a whole group of people um, and yeah, and, and more simply, you know, I pray that people have a, a good week, I hope that people are there for each other, I hope that, you know, we can come together and wear the yellow on Wednesday for that girl and Chestermere, you know, I hope that we can just really not get away from being caring human beings and all this kind of stuff, and, and that we don't lose the, the, um, actual basic element of humanity, because that's what's happening, I mean, they're turning people into to robots without it even actually physically happening yet, you know, making people emotionless and all this kind of stuff, and um, yeah, man, I think it's a very um, delicate time, but it's a, it's a beautiful time at, at the same time, it's um, a time where we might experience this mass shift, the awakening, you know, or... At least we will try and it's just uh, Yeah, everything that you do everything that you are the fact that you're alive right now and and breathing and moving and having eyes to see and uh, Nose and mouth to breathe and you got a mind to think for yourself key point the fact that you're still thinking for yourself right here um, That has to stay vital that has to stay important because a lot of what's happening right now is for the control, right? For the control element of your mind, of your actions, trying to control who you are as a person. And um, yeah, we can't have that. We gotta have individual thought and freedom and, and creativity and all of these things. And with that, um, I just, yeah, just hope for a good day for people, a good week. Keep floating, hit your medicine. You know, if you don't got it, find somebody who does and share together because that experience is wonderful. And yeah, keep blowing everybody's Martian UFO. Hello, everybody. So, I'm Martian UFO, and we're floating in space yet again. Um, yesterday, we were talking about the Alberta Health Act and its new implications, the particulars uh, which kind of concern everybody, all the citizens of Alberta and everybody that's covered under the jurisdiction. Things which which uh, with which sorry we need to be um, informed and how we can be um, preparing for the very very near future in which it might look a little different in our lives um when you think about the health aspect and what the government is trying to do um and getting some of this legislation together uh, i think that's uh one second guys y'all know i'm at work again so i gotta do my thing good. Anyways, yes, we were talking about all these different changes, everything that's going to be coming and radically impacting our lives and what we need to do about this and how we need to prepare ourselves, prepare our families, our friends. Um, I said yesterday that uh, I had, had uh, I'd run into an issue where I lost some of the audio. Something happened, my phone just crapped out, whatever, and I lost about 35 minutes and... I was just going to go on ahead without it and leave it out. But I really wanted to hit on some of the key points of what I was talking about, what I lost. And I thought that it would be valuable to actually go back and um, do that again, even though I'm not really going to be saying the same thing, (coughs) it'll still be um, valuable for you to hear it from me. And it'll probably be a good refresher for me to do it in my mind and whatever. But before I start, I just want to let everyone know that it is actually a more sunny day today. It's kind of a little gray still, but we actually have a a nice little sun. It's a bit warm. They got us uh, set up in the guard post tower today. They built it up. They got heat in here. I'm cozy. I'm feeling nice. I'm wishing everybody a good day. I hope that everybody's vibrating high today. And uh, I'm gonna keep saying that um, until we understand what it means, until we're all feeling the same vibration. Um, Anyways, yeah, let me get into it. More positivity and whatnot. So really, at the point that I was um, (coughs) interrupted by technical difficulties yesterday, I was at the point of which I was talking about recalcitrant patients. I'm thinking that this means um, patients who are not compliant, patients who are refusing um, to follow the orders, patients who try to run away, that kind of context, and mainly the issuing of certificates. And we're gonna get right into it and explain what this means. So, where a physician, community health nurse, midwife, or nurse practitioner knows or has reason to believe that a person, A, is infected with the disease prescribed in the regulations for the purposes of this section and B, refuses or neglects um, to submit to a medical examination for the purpose of ascertaining whether the person is infected with that disease. So if you refuse to take a test If you refuse to take any type of examination, um, things are going to happen to you. (laughs) Um, Be to medical, surgical, or other remedial treatment that has been prescribed by a physician and that is necessary to render the person non-infectious or to comply with any other conditions that have been prescribed by a physician as being necessary to mitigate the disease or limit its spread to others. (coughs) Uh, Keep in mind there. I didn't mention at any point that you get a choice to any of this. This is all something you have to submit to. You have to submit to the testing, the various medical examinations, the medical surgical or other remedial treatments that they decide are good for you to render you non-infectious. So this is gonna be something to keep in mind uh, going forward and the fact that you do not want to end up in a hospital. (laughs) Um, Anyways, the physician community health nurse, midwife, or nurse practitioner shall immediately notify a medical officer of health of a regional health authority in the prescribed form, meaning they will get somebody with authority to come and deal with you. (coughs) And two, where the medical officer of health is satisfied as to the sufficiency of the evidence that the person may be infected, the medical officer of health shall issue a certificate in the prescribed form. So this, and what I'm gonna speak about now, and describe to you, the certificate is important. This uh, document, and going forward with what I explain here, is going to be the piece of information that actually holds you, keeps you hostage in the hospital, and takes away your rights and gives you no choice uh, whether to leave and what treatments you can accept or oppose. You know what I'm saying? So let's read it. A certificate, pursuant to subsection two, must be issued within. 72 hours of the date of service of the notification pursuant to subsection 1 where the physician referred to in subsection 1 as a medical officer of health in the health region in which the alleged infected person is located the physician may issue the certificate referred to in subsection 2 which means that the person that they call actually has to be in your health region so if you're in medicine hat they'll call somebody with authority from medicine hat if you're in lethbridge they'll do the same if you're in calgary they'll do uh, somebody from calgary <coughs> person in respect of whom a certificate is issued may apply to a judge of the court of queen's bench at any time for cancellation of the certificate so you being someone after you have been placed um in custody in the hospital and are are under detention (coughs) sorry guys (coughs) they would um they would then take uh i mean you would have the right to uh, file for an application to Deny the certificate or cancel the certificate. Certificate that holds you in there. Um, the application shall be served on a <clears throat> the medical officer of health who issued the certificate and b the chief uh, executive officer of the facility in which the applicant is detained if the applicant is under detention at the time of the application, which most likely you would be, <clears throat> not less than two days before the application is returnable. So I think what that means is um, <clears throat> they get copies of it um, before you actually get to apply for the cancellation. So they'll, they'll hold paper copies of it before you get to say Uh, yeah i want this cancelled and if you don't do it within a specified time then i think it's final and they hold copies of it already to make that final one second so they're getting some propane tanks dropped up out here so i could be possibly tied up again in the kitchen for a little bit but While I'm not, we're going to continue recording and talking about this. So, uh, notwithstanding, subsection 6, a judge of the court on the ex parte application of the person referred to in subsection 5 may dispense with the service of the application under subsection 6 or authorize the giving of a shorter period of notice, meaning that um, you would get either less time to file or they would get uh, less time to receive notification about um, the fact that you're actually held up in, in a hospital. Um, I think that's what that means. So where the judge considers it appropriate to do so, the judge may order that the application under subsection 5 be heard in private, or the judge may grant or refuse the order applied for and may make any other order the judge considers appropriate, which could go either in your favor or swing in the opposite direction. Um, now the authority of the certificate this is important so a certificate is authority this means that it is the law meaning that when they create it and place it and um hold you with it it's binding that means that you can't really um there's no no wiggle room no say with this um so a for any peace officer to apprehend the person named in it and convey the person to any facility specified by the medical officer of health who issued the certificate within seven days from the date the certificate is issued. So they have a week to come and find you um, anywhere you're at. Um, B, for a physician to perform any test or physical examination required to determine whether that person has a communicable disease and to detain that person at the facility for the period required to obtain the result of the examination. So forced blood tests, yes. Confined at the hospital, yes, that's all happening. If you get put up in there and they need to check you to see if you possibly have the COVID-19 uh, virus, I um, I pray for you because <laughs> they could do, according to this, whatever they want. They can test you however they want. They can check and detain you, and it's the law. That's authority. Um, see for any physician to treat or prescribe treatment for that person in order to render that person non-infectious with or without the consent of the person and to detain the person for that purpose meaning you have no choice again you will be detained and you will be made to take any treatment that they prescribe for you whether you like it or not you know that's them saying this. the government is telling you this in plain speech it's clear in the lettering um i don't think it can get clearer than that like the hospital is the last place that you want to be Um, In the next coming weeks, the coming months, you want to take care of your health, take care of your family, your siblings, your um, parents, your kids, but um, you're going to have to watch out for yourself. And then D, for a physician to prescribe any other conditions necessary to mitigate the disease or limit its threat to others, meaning they could possibly say, well, you need to spend more time in the hospital. They could put you under house arrest. They could give you a curfew. Anything is possible here. <clears throat> the medical director of or in the medical director's absence, the attending physician at a facility to which a person is conveyed under subsection 1 shall ensure that the person is examined under that section within 24 hours after the person's arrival at the facility. So they have to test you quick within a day. Um, so they're trying to find, find the cell fast. And in the previous sections of the video, uh, you could remember when I spoke about the test being faulty, how they could come about uh, receiving a positive test from you and then using that to place you and hold you in the hospital and then prescribe treatment to you without you having any say, uh, being able to refuse, you have to comply. And if you refuse, um, I mean, they'll, they'll, they're still going to do what they do to you and you're going to be held for longer. So imagine that. Where a person is denied or detained pursuant to a certificate, the medical director of the facility, and once the person is detained, shall forthwith inform the person of the person's uh, the form of the person or the person's guardian, if any, of the reason for the issuance of the certificate. Advise the person of the person's guardian, if any, that the person has a right to retain and instruct counsel without delay, and give the person or the person's guardian, if any, a copy of section thirty-nine meaning that this is the rights that you have. This is all they're gonna do for you. If you're up in there and you've got to the point where you've been tested, it's been confirmed that you have COVID and you now are confined and detained in the hospital. You can't leave, can't call your family, can't, um, can't refuse anything. Um, at this point, the acting director, the hospital director, the um, top doctor is gonna go and he's gonna call your family and it says, if any, I want people to pay attention to that, that if any part of the wording, because the words matter, right? So if he feels that there's any reason to tell your family, he might, if um, he thinks that it's beneficial for you, he might tell your family to go and get counsel for you, because this is going to obviously be a very serious, imagine having a lawyer, needing a lawyer to get out of the hospital. You haven't committed a crime, but now you're stuck and you're in there like a criminal, like an animal essentially. And... Um, just imagine all the um, different scenarios and what could happen being a person who might not be able to afford proper legal counsel. Yep. Hey, hey, did I a package You did. Nice one. Appreciate yeah, no it. So, uh, as I was saying, being a person who um, can't afford proper legal advice, and you have to go take uh, directions from legal aid, who it really isn't looking out for your best interest. Um, they work for the government, and they're paid by the government, so how could they ever want to really be there for you, right? Um, and the family that needs to go scrape money. All, all I mean, the applications of this are staggering, and people I really feel bad people who are marginalized, who are not in the greatest positions financially, or or are, you wouldn't say illiterate, but maybe aren't up to speed with the the legal aspect of things and with um, possibly what could happen to them. This is going to be a nightmare for a lot of people. Um, So that's why I am doing my part in trying to give people the information, trying to be active and and helping people out to um, hopefully not have received people in, in these situations later on like and it could happen to anybody at any time right this is this is crazy so now getting to a point that probably which uh, people would want to know about because if you're somebody who's going to be stuck in the hospital at some point you're going to want to uh, you're going to want to know the conditions of release if you ever get those um, so subject to subsection two a person who was detained in a facility pursuant to a cer- uh, certificate shall be released not later than seven days after the date the person is admitted to the facility pursuant to the certificate, unless an isolation order is issued under section 44. So we're gonna get to section 44, but basically, if they throw an isolation order on you, that's, uh, that's more serious than having a certificate. That's um, quite heavy in its weight in that you don't get any Uh, legal recourse, and and imagine you had no choice before. Imagine how much choice you have now with isolation, or you're isolated. Not only are you forced to stay in the hospital, you're isolated in the hospital. No one can come and see you except for the doctor. Two, a person who was detained in a facility pursuant to a certificate shall be released forthwith if the uh, physician who examines the person certifies that, A, that there is no evidence of active disease, Or B, that although there is evidence of active disease, the physician is satisfied that the person will comply with the treatment and any other conditions ordered by the physician in a manner that will ensure the protection of the public health, meaning that if you subject yourself to house arrest, they get an officer to transport you directly home, and now you're not allowed to leave the house and they can monitor you, track you. You stay at home. Um remember the thing about having contacts and carriers and and everything like this. Basically, in a very short amount of time, you could have everybody in your family isolated at home and forced to stay at home. Now, before it was just a lockdown where it was by choice, you know, you had discretion. Now, with isolation orders, there's no discretion. There's no, you know, the only way that you um, or even offered the mercy of release escape from the hospital is if you allow yourself to be secluded in the home instead and then you try and manage and try and find ways to get all of your products and food and things that you need imagine people who are um bedridden people who don't have vehicles people who depended on the taxi and the bus and, and, and things like this it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy So, a person uh, yes I read that it's a notification of release where a person is released pursuant to section 41 the physician who examined the patient or the medical director of the facility shall on the release of the patient forthwith notify the medical officer of health who issued the certificate of the circumstances of the release meaning that they're going to tell them to that um, you're only being released because you... Yeah, I didn't even know you were in there. Hey, my bad. Oh, I had you, uh, signed in already your last second you meeting. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, yeah. did you need, uh, to get Do Did you have contact with the managers at all? What's that? Did you have contact with the managers or... No. no. Okay. I just talked to a guy in this general, but whoever he is, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Because I'm not sure... Uh, who's supposed to help you or where you guys are supposed to drop the tanks off, but I'm on down the side of these Okay, good stuff. All right. All right. Yeah, no worries Y'all get to hear me in action with work and whatnot Anyways moving forward so yeah as i was saying um it would be necessary for the officer of health to know the conditions of your release because he's going to make sure that he does um phone checks he's going to call your phone and during the day and the night to make sure you're at home like you say you are so 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 moving forward with treatment after release where a person is released Pursuant to section 412B, the person shall comply with the treatment and any other conditions that are prescribed by any physician assigned by the medical director of the facility. So after anything that they say afterwards, which of course you've already been following anyway, if you are now in your house locked up, you have to comply with the house arrest, you can't leave, and they're checking on you with the phone checks. They got the officers coming to your door. Uh, during the day at night time to make sure that you answer the door. Like you say you were at home and you can't leave, your whole family can find stuff in a very short matter of time. Um, Where a person who has been required to submit to treatment or comply with the conditions following the person's release fails to undergo treatment or comply with the conditions, a medical officer of health may issue an order order in the prescribed form to a peace officer or other person to apprehend that person and return the person to the facility. So If anybody thought that they were gonna try and wiggle past the rules a little bit, try and sneak out for just an hour, for just a little 10 minutes, go during the nighttime and come back. Um, If they they catch you or if you get caught disobeying, not being at home when you're supposed to be, which is basically 24 seven, not answering the phone, not being at the door, they will send um, officers for you again and they'll find you in your city if it's here or there. and you'll just go back to the facility. So this is really scary stuff, guys. Like, as I said, the only hope, the only rescue is the mass shift, the Great Awakening, and for people to come together and to refuse this from the forefront, to refuse tests, to refuse um, going to the hospital in any form. You know, you gotta fight for your rights, and we're getting to that point with what I've been speaking about, um, with the taking away of the freedoms, um, You know it says on receipt of an order under subsection 2 a peace officer or other person is empowered to arrest without warrant the person named in it and return that person to the facility so this is interesting um uh, sections 41 and 42 and subsections 1 2 and 3 apply to a person who was arrested and returned to a facility under subsection 3 giving you that blanket umbrella effect again it covers all of their bases, meaning that once they bring you back, um, you go through the same rigorous uh, process again. You know, you have to be put through mandatory testing, more vaccines probably, more um, random treatments, any kind of various treatments or anything that they deem worthy. Or being suffice and by this time i mean how how do you think a person would fare after you know multiple times of being poked and prodded treated like an animal brought back and forth between the hospital forced to stay there forced to stay at home and if you get caught breaking the rules you come back to the hospital and start all over again with a new test new treatment and they basically break you down until you're um willing you know you're you're unwilling to to disobey, you're compliant, you're gonna stay at home. And and I mean, this is just ridiculous. Like the fact that this is what the reality might be in the next coming months or in 2021, you know, we gotta be be ready guys, we gotta be careful. So here, the isolation order section 44. This is part of what they're gonna give your um, guardian, your family, your loved ones. If uh, you do get hit with this, the only notification they'll give people that know you or people that actually are responsible for you, they'll give them this to explain what happened to you. And then after that, that's it. So the isolation order reads, "Where one physician supported by a laboratory report demonstrating evidence of an infectious agent stratifies. Or two, physicians certify that a person is infected with an organism that produces a disease prescribed in the regulations for the purposes of this section and that the person refuses or neglects to a submit to medical, surgical or other remedial treatment or b to comply with any other conditions. So in the event that um, uh, where one uh, physician who has already been you've been forced to take his test by fact that you're at the hospital, um, he and. His, uh, information regarding your testing, whether it says it's, I mean, it's going to say that it's positive. He'll take that, that certifies, or two of them, two physicians with no uh, information, they don't need any sheets, no documents, nothing. Um, both of those scenarios can certify that you are infected with an organism um, that produces a disease prescribed in the regulations for the purposes of the section. And then it reads further that when you uh, refuse or neglect to submit to the treatments, to the testing, to any other conditions. Uh, what I'm going to about to read forward to you is going to be what happens to you afterwards. And um, imagine, imagine two doctors deciding that they're just going to do this, right? They don't have to. I mean, they got the discretion, right? Two doctors join up. They don't need any documentation, no information saying that they, you know, they certified that. Uh, uh, yeah, you have it for sure. They could test you you know, the test that you're forced to take. And then it comes up with a negative test. These two doctors take that negative test, throw it out, but then come together and still say that you produced a positive result and try and use that to hold you. And I think that would very likely happen in this scenario. Like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. So where I was going to read further, it says... Um, that have been prescribed by a physician as being necessary to mitigate that disease or as to limit its spread to others the physician or physicians shall each issue an isolation order in the prescribed form subsection one applies whether or not there is a certificate in existence in respect of the person who was the subject of the isolation order or orders so they can go to this step directly meaning that they don't even have to um, issue a certificate they can go straight to isolation order and decide to place you with that, and um, with the very you know strictest of terms, and suddenly now you're fighting for, um, you know, a losing fight, a fight that you can't win for for freedom, basically. And um, you know, I could read it again. That it applies whether or not there is a certificate in respect, you know, in existence. So if they didn't apply for a certificate, that means that they can still. Um, Places uh, an isolation order on you if they feel that they need to. And then a physician issuing an isolation order shall forthwith send a copy of the legislation order to the chief medical officer, which, you know, that makes sense. Everybody's got to have copies. Everybody's got to be up to speed with the information, transparent with what's happening to you, because they can all make decisions on it. Everybody except for you. Isn't that funny? And then the authority of the isolation order. This is important. An isolation order under section 44 is authority for a health practitioner to observe, examine, care for, treat, obtain biological specimens from control and detain in the facility the person named in it with or without that person's consent until the order is canceled under section 46. A person in respect of whom isolation is ordered under section 44 shall be re-examined by a physician at least once every seven days to ascertain whether the person may be released under section 46. So, um, what you just heard basically explains that the doctor, whoever's examining you has the full authority, the full power to observe, to examine you, to care for, treat you, to obtain the biological specimens from you like an animal and to control and detain you in the facility like a criminal. The person named you or me or anybody without our consent until the order is cancelled so and you can't be the one to say you know I want this order cancelled please or, or go and ask somebody to help you cancel the order like they need to be satisfied that you are non-infectious for that to happen so imagine you get no choice and you have to subject to all of the treatments all of the testing and any other various forms of, of medical um, work That they deem is good so you're not going to find me in the hospital not this one not lethbridge calgary any of their hospitals um i would probably not be finding myself in hopefully (laughs) this is ridiculous this is crazy and so every seven days they're allowed to come back poke prod you put you through the same process again and if they're not satisfied they say oh well nope he's got to stay another seven days so people who you know imagine having a bad relationship with the doctor who doesn't like you and no matter what the testing shows he'll just write down on the sheet that nope isolation order again another seven days and this will keep happening and happening and continuing because um it's not such a big secret that the hospitals get money and more money the more people that they put into the hospital and the longer that they keep people in the hospital they get premiums um now you should look into that (laughs) Anyways, last little part that I'm going to give you guys here um, because I'm, you know, on a spiel going on forever. is talking about the cancellation of the isolation order. So this is the only scenario in which you could find um, escape or freedom possibly from being isolated and detained in a hospital and then possibly being detained or isolated in your home. Um, It says, where after separate examinations by each of them, two physicians are of the opinion that a person in respect of whom isolation has been ordered under Section 44 is not infectious or will comply with the conditions of the person's discharge, the two physicians shall issue an order in the prescribed form. Meaning that two doctors um, have to be satisfied that you're not infectious or that you're going to comply if they let you out comply with the house arrest, comply with the curfew, comply with conditions, comply with um, reporting every day, you know, Um, immediately on issuing an order, canceling, canceling an isolation order, physicians, uh, the physicians who sign the order, so send a copy of it to the chief medical officer so that he gets a copy and he knows when you're out and can immediately place the house arrest conditions on you and further subject you to more measures that you get no choice to, so remember that. And it's crazy that they have to have two doctors, not one doctor, but two doctors have to be satisfied. They have to be of the same opinion, so the doctors can't disagree. One can't think that you're healthy, and the other one can't be like, well, no, I'm not really sure, you know. And warrant for examination. Last one, I promise. This last one, last couple of things any person who has reasonable and probable grounds to believe that a person is infected with the disease prescribed in the regulations for the purposes of this section and refuses or neglects to submit to a medical examination for the purpose of ascertaining whether the person is infected with the disease or to medical, surgical, or other remedial treatments that has been prescribed by a physician and that is necessary to render the person non-infectious or to comply with any other conditions that have been prescribed by a physician as being necessary to mitigate the disease or limit its spread to others, may bring an information under oath before a judge of the provincial court um, with your name. So this this here is giving power to the snitches, the Mr. Smiths, the Karens who, if they see you breaking the rules, if they see you swaying from um, what you're supposed to be doing, they're going to come by and um, submit information on you. You know, if they see you refusing or neglecting to go and test yourself, to go and submit to treatment, you're going to be done. One of your neighbors, one of your friends, you never know. And they can bring in information under oath. They don't have to be You know a court appointed person they don't have to be a lawyer a judge they can come and bring that information and you will see what happens to you afterwards and what else can we read here so it says where an information is brought before a judge of the provincial court under subsection one and the judge is satisfied that the person with respect to whom the information is brought should be examined in in the interest of the person's own health or the health of others, and that the examination cannot reasonably be arranged in any other way, the judge may issue a warrant in the prescribed form to apprehend that person for the purpose of examination. So. Basically, that's saying right there that I've returned, ready to finish. So what was I saying? Um, Speaking about the information that any person can bring to the court. You know, any person um, may bring a piece of information to the court under oath, and they don't have to be a court appointed person, don't have to be a lawyer. Um, Once the judge approves this information, Uh, can be used to go and um, get a warrant for your arrest, to place you under arrest in the hospital, in a jail, whatever might happen, if they feel like you're endangering the um, safety of society. Or if they feel like, um, say you are a danger to yourself, Right, anybody can claim this can say that, yeah, I think that he's sick. I think that, you know, I see him coughing and sneezing and doing this all the time. any one of your neighbors can come and decide that they're gonna snitch on you. This is gonna happen. And next thing you know, there's a warrant out for your arrest, you might not even know. You could be driving. You could be eating in a restaurant somewhere and have officers, might not even be police officers, might be medical officers that they start appointing now coming to, coming to, uh basically I apprehend you at any time for the purpose of examination. So you're being arrested in order to be tested um, forcefully. Um, that's that's basically what's happening. And I think that uh, at the end of the day, people need to be prepared. You know, I could continue reading on and continue reading on more things about how it gets scarier and worse and what's gonna happen and how they change things. But um, I think that's really the key part the um, the important part for people to understand and to know that they are changing a lot of things. They're changing the landscape for which you are able to live your life very simply by changing up words and, and act that affect all of our health and af- affect public society and things like this. Um, based upon everything that I've said and, and read and told you guys, I think people need to be vigilant. Man. You guys got to be um, ready to do anything at any time to protect yourself and the people that you really care most about. Because um, beyond that, um, the government here has really made it uh, an open playing field, basically anarchy amongst everybody They're, They've set the way for snitches and Karens and Mr. Smiths. They've allowed for, you know, people to be arrested without warrants. They've allowed for um, people who aren't even officers to come into your home to check, Um, and I remember some key words I said, something that I said about, you know, the decontamination and deconstruction, uh, or destruction, sorry, decontamination and and the destruction of the decontaminated sites, so that could be your home, that could be your business, and if they decide to go the destruction route, imagine um, not having your home anymore, imagine it being torn down, because um, otherwise you have to uh, pay for, the decontamination of the contaminated zone your house <laughs> but yeah that's uh you know all the different scenarios that i could speak about i just want people to be a informed and aware of what might possibly be happening in the next couple weeks and to be ready for anything to continue vibrating high despite um everything that's happening everything that, that i've been saying and, and just have hope you know despite everything um there still is hope for the future the next couple years the great awakening the shift the mass shift and we're gonna see what's happening you know i look at everything like it's all just a a game i really don't take it all too seriously except right right now this even puts me at fear so i'm mentally preparing physically preparing and um trying to to see what happens and what comes up next um now i want to leave you all um floating peacefully and bid you a good day um, to try and enjoy the rest of your week and to do whatever you feel is necessary for you to enjoy your life, to stay positive, to keep your head up, to, you know, provide you with the best life experience possible at this very moment in time. And uh, with that, um, have a great, amazing day. It's a little bit, you know, it's fair weather today, so try and enjoy some of it and take care of yourself in any way possible.